Welcome to the podcast for Psychosomatic Medicine. Our topic today is ambulatory monitoring. The May 2012 issue of the journal is devoted to articles about recent advances that are enabling ever greater sophistication in how physicians and researchers can monitor people as they are going about their daily lives. The goal? To better understand how psychiatric and psychological factors influence health and disease. It's one thing to take a blood pressure reading in the clinic, but how do blood pressures, glucose levels, or stress hormones react in the real world? My name is Victoria White. I'm the managing editor for manuscript production for Psychosomatic Medicine. I'll be speaking with Dr. Willem Kopp, the journal's editor-in-chief, and Thomas Kubiak. Dr. Kubiak and Dr. Arthur Stone served as guest editors for the special issue on ambulatory monitoring. First up, my conversation with Dr. Kopp. What would you like readers to take away from the special issue on ambulatory monitoring? Well, the most important thing is that there are very exciting novel developments in how this field has progressed over the last 10, 15 years. This is mostly driven by uh, new technological achievements, both on the data acquisition side, so that we can store many more data points in a short period of time, but also in the nature of the data that we can collect. We used to collect only like symptoms and uh, heart rates, occasionally uh, blood pressures, but now we can measure sound recordings throughout the day and also issues uh, like uh, glucose in the blood. Are you seeing more and different uses of ambulatory monitoring in research and patient care? Well, there are some developments that are used clinically For example, blood pressure monitors are used more and more, especially in the more um, advanced pharmacological trials to reduce blood pressure. But other tools as well, especially in the area of health behaviors, such as physical activity, there are now very uh, sophisticated monitors that measure physical activity during the day at various uh, levels of activity. And these monitors can also be used to do some innovative sleep research and I think those, are, those new technologies are absolutely important to develop the field further. There are articles in this issue that focus on statistical techniques and ambulatory monitoring. What has happened with statistical techniques? A few things. One is the methodology for multiple repeated measures has improved substantially, which is to a large extent related to... Uh, improved computing powers. But what it will also do is you can do more uh, in-depth studies on smaller groups of people to really track individual changes in either mood uh, or symptoms as how, and how they are interrelated during the day. And why is this important? Well, it's important for, I think, two basic reasons. The first reason is that most people are not sick in the hospital but they are sick at home. This is a direct consequence of emerging chronic diseases that are becoming more and more prevalent, not only with an aging population, but also because many people survive uh, diseases that were in uh, former days uh, lethal. So take, for example, the heart failure population has increased substantially because people are not only getting older, but also because myocardial infarction is more often survived now than it was um, 15, 10 years ago. So that is the the nature of the diseases has changed. The other reason why it is important, you can in daily life situations investigate 
phenomena that is, are very hard to mimic in the laboratory. Issues like substantial mental stress, work environment challenges, issues that occur in people's home situation that are very difficult to mimic in the laboratory. So you make more use of real-life uh, biobehavioral interactions. And now my conversation with Dr. Thomas Kubiak, one of the guest editors of the special issue on ambulatory monitoring. If you could give me a little bit of background about what prompted your interest in, in creating this issue uh, devoted to ambulatory assessment. Well, um, both Arthur and, and myself uh, were heavily involved into ambulatory monitoring research for years, in fact, and the idea of the special issue, well, it emerged out of a discussion we had about a year ago, and what prompted us, in fact, is kind of straightforward. It was about time to have a issue dedicated to ambulatory monitoring research. There have been so many exciting developments in the past uh, years that are most interesting, uh, we do believe, for the journal's audience to highlight just a few um, that are also covered in the special issue. It's like the availability of uh, unobtrusive uh, monitoring, behavioral observation of social context, like the EAR method of Matthias Mehl's group, just to name one example. And we also cover new uh, physiological methods in physiological monitoring. We do believe, in fact, I do believe that um, this issue will close a gap uh, because what has been missing so far is a, um, well, an issue dedicated to ambulatory monitoring research in biobehavioral science, medicine, uh, particularly given the strong tradition, um, ambulatory monitoring like blood pressure monitoring or diary techniques. I'm curious, you said you've been involved in ambulatory assessment for years and there have been some exciting developments. So I'm curious, when you started, what were you, what were you doing and, and where are we now? What can you do now that you couldn't have done years ago? Well, um, I've already done ambulatory monitoring, in fact, during my PhD studies like employing electronic diaries, particularly in the study of diabetes, and also employing glucose monitoring as a uh, monitoring method. What has changed particularly is that methods for ambulatory monitoring have become much more accessible uh, with new devices. There have been standards developed uh, concerning like uh, electronic diaries, electronic monetary assessment, a term coined by Arthur Stone. And we also have in the special issue several pieces, several contributions that try to give state-of-the-art overviews concerning standards, for example, for cortisol monitoring in the field or to design patient-reported outcomes to assess uh, perceived pain. So there have been many developments, particularly in technology, the development of devices. It's much easier nowadays to use ambulatory monitoring techniques. 
uh, with electronic diaries and physiological monitoring. And very important point uh, in my view is also that Statistical methods uh, have developed considerably compared to uh, the 90s. Uh, ambulatory monitoring yields incredibly rich data, and in the past years there has been vast progress in statistical methods to, uh, to deal with this kind of data, to answer hypotheses, to examine processes. Tell me a little bit about, you mentioned the, the ear method. I found that kind of intriguing. Can you describe what that is? Well, the ear method is a uh, method for unobtrusive behavioral observation. It's a system that originally, well, developed by Matthias Mill uh, and colleagues that records audio snippets in real life. And these audio snippets later on are transcribed and analyzed. So um, that one gets a, well, sort of representative uh, picture of uh, the everyday life of the participants. You can um, determine where the participants are, if they're in social settings, what they talk about, and so on. It has been shown by Matthias Mehl group um, that it's not that reactive, in fact, that the patients or participants forget about wearing the ear device. It's a, well, it's a unique diagnostic tool, assessment tool, in fact. Oh, what kind of research questions can you ask with that, do you think? I know that's not your particular research, or I don't think you use that. What first comes to my mind is uh, research on social support, for instance, in chronic disease. Like uh, most research relies on retrospective self-reports with questionnaires, and, um, well, it's known that there are biases, biases in terms of that people under overestimate the social support. And the method is a great tool for uh, objectively registering interactions. That wraps up our discussion of the May 2012 issue of Psychosomatic Medicine. On behalf of Dr. Willem Kopp and his associate editors, I would like to thank Dr. Thomas Kubiak and Dr. Arthur Stone for guest editing the special issue. To read the ambulatory monitoring papers, along with other content from as far back as 1939, please be sure to visit the journal's website at www.psychosomaticmedicine.org.